It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. What's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? We have uh, made it here to episode 52. Top five answers are on the board. Let's go with how this game went. Uh, go with stupid. Yes, it was very stupid. This game was, it, that's the only real word I can come up with. Hopefully we can dig out something positive, something good out of this. I, it's not going to be pretty. So, I mean, if, <laughs> we've we've waited on some of the hot takes, but uh, I guarantee you uh, that there's more coming even though we've uh, delayed uh, this a little bit so it's not exactly after the game but it's close enough uh, as we invite everybody in here mr blg editor-in-chief of bleedinggreennation.com what's happening pal i'm here <laughs> that's pretty much how we all feel and of course uh, professional internet commenter from our eagles mr matt daring what's happening buddy hey john i just want to know how's Foles supposed to succeed with all the strife in the middle east <laughs> I, uh, who knows? And only CNN and Anderson Cooper can help solve that conundrum. But um, I don't uh, I don't know what to say, BLG. I, I really don't. This game was handed on a freaking silver platter to this team. All the things that you thought that San Francisco would do dumb, they did. Uh, Kaepernick looked terrible. Harbaugh's challenges weren't, weren't great. Uh, literally, the only thing you had to do was score one touchdown, one offensive touchdown, and this game is over. Uh, and they could not do that. What did you see out there? Uh, it was just, it was a really discouraging performance from uh, an offensive standpoint. As you said, it's it's just amazing to think that, you know, you have all these weapons or supposed weapons, at least on offense, and you can't even score a single touchdown. Even with the banged up offensive line, you have to figure they can get at least one touchdown just somehow. And And they almost did. They almost got there at the end, but they did not punch it in. Uh, really just, just discouraging from that standpoint. There were some positives to point out. So they did a great job, blocked punt, uh, yeah. recovered for a touchdown. Trey Burton, they didn't just keep Trey Burton on this team because he's, you know, he flashed potential as a receiver. You know, you have to make the roster as a special teams contributor. And through the first couple of weeks, he really has been contributing on special teams. And then on defense, you know, you, you look at them and, 
considering the offense wasn't getting anything going and there was that much more pressure on them to not let up the score, I mean, you have to be satisfied with the defense, at least. They were above average today. I think, you know, so you you take those gains from the special teams and the defense and you compare it with the offense, and it's not a total... Not a total terrible day, but it was it was still pretty pretty bad. Yeah, I mean the um, jeez man, I mean just the the, the whole time we had been talking about couldn't generate a pass rush. Well, they they finally figured that out against well, against the, sacks. yeah against the beaten up San Francisco offensive line too, guys. I mean that's the truth, and they ran all over the place. Jesus, Frank Gore had 116 yards with Jonathan Martin as his right tackle or guard or whatever the hell. Who cares at this point? They, they had a Joe Staley went down like there should have been n- no chance for the San Francisco to do really do anything. And they just the, the defense just was out there the whole entire time. The offense couldn't get anything going. Matt, what what's going on here? Uh, I don't know. It was really I mean, you said it. it's discouraging. This was um, this was not good. I, the, I think I've been pretty consistent on this. I want to see progress. Right. And I've hammered it home the last couple of times because I sort of been thinking, well, Saw a little progress, even coming in from the Colts game to the Redskins game. Uh, I thought we saw, you know, some progress in the team. They, uh, sure. The running game still wasn't there, but Foles was playing a little bit better, and he looked like he was getting on the same page with Macklin, and he was so close to blowing it wide open, and they pulled it off. And uh, I've been preaching progress for the defense the whole time, and I think this was really sort of uh, a continuation. I, I thought that this was this was another even better game. I think they've improved pretty consistently pretty much every game. Eh, last game wasn't so great. But you know we've seen we've seen them sort of trying to get their ideas to fruition, and it seems like Billy Davis is making up for a lack of talent by by sort of preaching we well we don't have the talent to really sort of suffocate things so let's be weird and let's be crazy and let's try to get some turnovers and we saw that today we saw we had a pick six by Malcolm Jenkins and Malcolm Jenkins already has three interceptions this year that's a pretty freaking good not since uh, Doc yeah he is <laughs> really the next Dawkins. But we're we're seeing uh we're seeing a lot of progress there on the defense, and I thought the offense took a big step back, and I just I just hate it, John. I hate it. I, I, no, I know, and I can't. I mean, I don't know. I guess rightfully so. McCoy kind of checked out of this game at, at some point. I think it was towards the mid of the third quarter. There's literally nowhere for him to go. At the same time, I don't know. It seemed like he was Bryce Browning a little bit. He's dancing a little bit too much as well, but. BLG, what is? I mean, is it desperate time to thank God uh, that Lane Johnson's coming back, or is this just going to be an ongoing problem? Like the leading rusher in the NFL last year is 1.7 yards per carry this week, and it's a continuing theme. Is it just the offensive line? It's definitely not just the offensive line. I mean, it's such a huge part that it is. It is just a huge part. I mean, you have. Just think about it. I mean, some of your best run blockers are not out there. Evan Mathis is a beast in the run game. Jason Kelsey is amazing in the run game. Lane Johnson, you know, for as much as he showed positive flashes last year, a lot of those came in the run game. They weren't so much in pass protection. You just, it's just amazing to me that, you know, you do have LaShawn McCoy, who's still young. He's only 26. It's not like, you know, he's getting close to 30 and you're expecting a decline. I mean, it's just it's almost unexpected and you don't have a good answer. I mean, maybe he is a little banged up. Maybe he does have that turf toe. Maybe he's feeling after effects of the concussion or almost not officially a concussion, but that hard hit last week, it's just really weird how he has not been able to get going at all. Because even when, 
you know, the, the lanes really aren't there for him to run through. But even when he does get space or, you know, maybe he, he runs out to the corner, he just he doesn't look like as fast or just he doesn't look the same. He just does not look like the real LaShawn McCoy. And at this point, it's almost to the point where you're thinking like, man, you know, we got to get uh, Darren Sproles maybe a couple more touches here or even Chris Polk, who hasn't really been used at all. Yeah, I mean, it's all. just to that point where you just you figure he can't be that much worse now i'm not saying you give poke the whole workload here but again it's like a touch here or there maybe see if they can get something going yeah well i don't i got some bad news um <laughs> i think i think LaShawn mccoy is in a contract year and i wonder if it's sort of weighing on him um i'm not saying this is good or bad and i know you're all going to get really mad because you'll be like cut shady but there's no way shady sees this whole the whole deal that he got his cap number next year some numbers for you his cap number next year is $12 million. We can save $7.5 million of that if we cut him. Uh, and I'm not saying that's a good idea, but it's got uh, to be weighing on him a little bit because he becomes, not only does he become cuttable, but it becomes you know, somewhat of an attractive prospect to, to think about moving on from him. You know, he's expensive, and, and if he continues to play like this, I'm not sure he really has a place on this team. Yeah, I don't know if the contract thing really is on top of his head because if you're in a contract year, you're going to be playing – for the net for the next contract or to restructure it or ask for more money or but we've seen it i mean it seems to break either way with a lot of these guys i mean some guys they get super worried about playing you know if they don't have a contract for the following year that they feel comfortable with and other guys they they seem to just get really re-energized by it but i think with LaShawn mccoy he's probably you know if he wanted to maybe i'm getting too far off topic here but if he wanted to he could go into the free agent market and get a ton of money just based on his 2013 tape alone. Well, sure, and I, I guess, and I mean, like he would have to engineer that cut somehow. But with, I mean, well, you're you're it, watching it, buddy. <laughs> he said it, um, you know, multiple times. He wants 2,000 yards this year. I don't think he's the type of guy that would just be, regardless of how he is in the, you know, I don't know how he is with the team or anything like that. But I, he's definitely a goal-oriented guy, and if he wanted to get 2,000 yards. I think he would go, you know, out to, out and go achieve that thing. I don't think he's. It's weighing on his mind about his next contract. I think he's just pissed that he can't get anything going. The offense hasn't gotten anything going, which leads to my next point. Of you guys all jumped on my back when he said Foles, or when I said I'm ready for Sanchez. I don't know if I'm ready for him, but I'm certainly not ready for Foles either. Because it's just not it's not working, guys. You can't have it both ways either. You can't say, oh, well, it's the offensive line fault um, for, you know, them not blocking enough for Shady. Well, you can't really say the same thing for Foles either. You can't, well, it's the, the entire offensive line's fault of why they couldn't get going. Bullshit. Okay? Because there was plenty of protection, and there was just as much protection as there was in the Washington game, and Nick Foles hit more guys. And Nick Foles was a lot sharper last week. What are we doing with Nick Foles, BLG? I mean, you can't have one out of four good games to start. It's just in, it's too inconsistent to pay this guy this type of money. I'm sorry. I, I think I'm off the Nick Foles train. No, I mean, it's it's definitely a big concern right now. And, you know, you talk about this offensive line. I mean, let's look at the reality of it. They've only allowed one sack in the last three games. So it's it's really not all the offensive line. Now, that said... They have allowed a number of hits, and you know Foles has been getting sure, banged up, so sure. it's not like they're keeping his jersey clean. But still, one sack through the last three games. I mean, that's really not terrible. That could be a lot worse. 
And, you know, I, I really don't think it's just a case of him being rattled by pressure. I don't think so. That's why I don't, I'm, I'm not seeing a connect here or a full connection between the offensive line missing starters and him struggling. Because even, you know, you know, you look back to the Jacksonville game where the Eagles offensive linemen were healthy early on. And, you know, he, he still was struggling there a little bit. So, you know, I really think the issues with him still continue to be he's just not accurate in some of these passes. And I don't know exactly why that's happening. We saw it against this, the, the 49ers today. He's Maybe there were like six plays where he's overthrowing a wide receiver. And maybe that's that's partially wide receivers fall at times. I mean, Selleck looks a step slow out there. Maybe it's just, you know, maybe Foles is putting the ball where it should be and the, the, the target just isn't getting to where it needs to be. But you have to say that for Selleck, Cooper, Macklin. Well, exactly. Brooks, it's not, and that's the thing. And it's not just, so yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's definitely not just, just that, but I mean, it, it's really hard at this point because as you said, and as I've, been thinking about you know it's really just one good game that Washington game where he was definitely good and then you have this Colts game where you know he looked better than the first game but he still he just wasn't there and you know now he goes back to this and you're just like you're just completely wondering I mean like like how is this guy the future unless you know he has this perfect uh, situation around him where the running game is going and the offensive line is perfect. You know, like in what are you really? East, it's all settled, yeah. right? What what are you really paying this guy in the future? When if we're looking that far into it, to to do here, like what is he going to actually do when you know crap hits the fan and he's he's faced with a less than ideal circumstance? So far, he hasn't really made the most of it. I mean, they're three and one, so you know it's hard to say yeah, like this is a complete failure. But, I mean, he has to play better. That's the bottom line. Yeah, and and I was talking about with this, with Matt off the air. I know plenty of quarterbacks that don't have good offensive lines that can carry it on their shoulders, okay? And, I, I, and, they might, and they're not even the greatest quarterbacks in the world. Ben Roethlisberger, I hate his guts, but guess what? He does it. And, yeah, he's probably a, you know, a lot heavier and a, carries a lot more weight and all that stuff, but he does it when it's needed. Any quarterback, basically any quarterback, could have won that game. And one offensive touchdown. And no, it's not all a Nick Foles. It's not. But most of it is. Because it's just it's just too frustrating to watch the overthrows. I don't think a ball... And see, here's what Brandon was talking about. This is where I don't think it was a receiver uh, timing issue because none of them are really under... I, I don't remember an underthrow. Do you? Does anybody remember an underthrow? Yeah, well, he got hit when thrown trying to hit Macklin. That was... I guess that was on uh, that was on purpose. Like, he threw it and it was on... I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably just winding uh, my gears up here. But, I mean, Matt, any any thoughts on Foles here? Uh, well, first of all, I want to give a shout-out to Reddit user Diax who threatened to stop listening to the podcast if we <laughs> talked about Sanchez. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sanchez, so, Sanchez, Sanchez. There, Sanchez. Yeah, about it. there you go. Sorry, sorry, buddy. I uh, I do appreciate the support, but he, um, uh, yeah, I did not. I did not think that uh, he didn't. He didn't hit any of the guys. The plays were there, and I think a lot of people were sort of getting on him for the deep passes. But the deep passing was there. It was there. We saw. We saw guys. They weren't running. They weren't wide open. But we saw guys running free, and we saw these throws. And how many throws did we see soar over a guy's head? Like there was one to Cooper. There was at least two to Macklin. It was it was ugly, and not just that. And I'm sorry to interrupt, man. I mean, there was a couple of Barkley-esque passes to the sideline. There, one was almost intercepted, except he was out of bounds. So, I mean, that, those type of throws weren't getting there either. 
No, and and um, I don't know. This is so. This goes back to what I was saying before. It's just the the lack of progress. I don't think that we're seeing. You know, I don't think we're finally like, oh, he's knocked the rust off, or we're out of the woods now, or whatever. I don't think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing just a a very up and down sort of guy. Um, and I, and I can't really tell. I mean, it would be great if I could sit here and tell you like, well, it happens because he doesn't like it when you know he gets pressured from, you know, the inside or he gets pressured from this side or. He doesn't like it when, you know, this happens or whatever. There's not any rhyme or reason to it. So you can't really tell me, like, we know what we're going to do and we're going to fix it Andy style. You, I just can't really – I can't really see it. There's there's not a, not a ton of progress. I don't know how you can go and move forward with this and feel like, well, this is this is probably fine. Yeah, this, the, that's the thing, too. It's just like there is there are some points of the game where all he has to do, again, is just step up into the pocket rather than to collapse it by himself. And there, I think there was on a couple of those throws too, where he just didn't have his have his feet set. The offensive line can't do that, you know. They can't fix that problem. I, I understand it's not good. It's not a good offensive line right now, but it was good enough. It was good enough to win that game. Um, and we'll get to the end of it here too, because I don't know, man. Like the the chip calls were odd, and I'll start with the. Why not taking your defense off and accepting a penalty? Let them kick the field goal. Let them kick the field goal and get your tired defense off the field. BLG, why, why on earth would you just allow them to try and go for it again? I guess I kind of understand, you know, them being at a field goal range if you stop them, but your defense is exhausted. Yeah, that's definitely not a slam dunk decision. I mean, I... If you get the stop, maybe you look pretty good because maybe they missed the field goal. But as Jimmy pointed out, Jimmy Kemsky, that is, as if there was any other Jimmy. <laughs> but, um, Jimmy you know, Dawson's a great kicker, so he's probably going to make that kick anyway, or at least he's going to have a good chance at it. So it's, it's really just, you know, I, well, here's the thing about that call. Did it really matter in the end because they got the field goal anyway? Wasted more time off the clock. Yeah. Potentially. But, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. So I don't think it was some kind of egregious error, error, error in the end. Well, sure. I mean, the, the ending case didn't matter, but it looked like they were going to score a touchdown there for a second because it was third and one. And without a stupid, awesome uh, delay a game penalty from Kaepernick and Harbaugh, you, who, who knows? Then you're up by they're up by uh, uh, more than a touchdown. I can't remember real quick because I can't do math. But I don't know. Matt, Matt, any thoughts on that? You promised you promised not to ask me this. <laughs> well, I, I did. I did. Because, look, all I'm going to do is I'm going to spend spend like seven minutes laying out the pros and cons of it. And that sort of... All right. Well, we'll move, we'll move on from that. But, you know, the the, uh, the Eagles, thank God, uh, got some mustard in there for that last drive. And, gee, many crickets did uh, Jeremy Macklin have probably one of the best uh, catches of his career. Just an outstanding drive-saving catch um, that Harbaugh wasted another challenge on. They had no timeouts. It was, again, it was all setting up perfectly. They get down, they run it once, they're on the two-yard line, it's second and goal, and they pass it twice and they don't get in. Um, Matt, what did you think of the uh, the final calls there towards the end? Uh, well, I, I don't know. You're going to sit here and be like, you know what they should have done? They should have run the ball more. Yeah, I, I just don't buy it. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that those specific calls were right. Maybe you want to try to get McCoy on the edge because that was working so well, or you want to try to get try to get some push up the middle because that was working so well, or you know something. But uh, I'm not sure that those specific weird sort of well, one was um, one was that, that route to Selleck that that Foles overthrew, and the other one was Foles rolled out and then threw it out the back of the end zone. 
Oh man, I'm reliving it. Well, uh. well and the um, uh, even before they got down there, the Cooper drop that <laughs> yeah. was just right on his hands. That was Awful. I mean that's that's not on Nick either. So that's you know that that could have changed the game going going forward too. But yeah, um, that would have been another would have been another solid pass. Well, that would have been a little bit of progress. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe we're being too tough, but we um. Uh, I just can't believe that the the correct answer was more running. I, 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 just, I, don't, I think you try it once. I mean, yeah. it's, it's two yards. You know, yeah, maybe could, once. Maybe once. I think that's. Um, uh, I, I agreed with slowing it down and let you know take the time off the clock two minutes. But I don't understand. That's what I don't understand. I don't understand you doing that, and then the f- next thing you do is to throw an incomplete pass, and then it forces you into doing it again. At least do that and burn off the clock. Let it all fall on the shoulders of of, of those plays, of those last two plays. Um, Brandon, what did you think of the, the the kind of ending there? Anything that you stuck out for you? Yeah, it, it's amazing that they were uh, they were even in the game to to be in that position because you just looked at the way they played and you were like, wow, they can win this. They do not deserve to win this at all, and they can <laughs> actually win this game. And, you know, they get off to a good start. Macklin gets the first down on the first play. They drive him down the field. Brad Smith had a really great, I feel like almost underrated play on that drive. It was what? It was third oh, and something. Screen. That's right. He had the screen pass and he stretched out for the first down. I mean, that, that's a critical play. And then Macklin, of course, makes the, the signature catch along the sideline, which was, you know, great catch. That could have been the catch of his career, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really would have been, yeah. And then, you know, they finally get down to the to the, the red zone there, and you almost felt like they were going to punch it in just yep. because, you know, like, all right, they're going to really do this here. And then they get, they get there, and the pass to Selleck, he's open, but it's overthrown. And you're like, all right, well, fourth and goal, this is it. And then, I don't know, like – I was my immediate reaction to that play was James Casey was open underneath. I know there was a 49ers defender near yeah. him. You probably would have get caught from behind, but that has to be better than the alternative, which is throwing it out of the end zone. I mean, that's basically what, I mean, you just figure, you know, maybe you throw the ball short there and maybe he breaks a tackle yeah. or maybe he dives in. Something crazy happens. I mean, if you just th- – th- the alternative, he falls throws it into the back of the end zone high, and he's expecting who? Jeremy Macklin, you know, who's only 6'1", to, like, make some kind of circus catch in tight coverage. I mean, yeah, that's, know, I don't uh, think that's, that's the best Chip option. Game. He said that he wanted uh, – that the, po- the play call there was to try to get it to Matthews or Macklin. And yeah. uh, I just – just was not – I mean, if that was the call on that throw, was that was a wrong throw because it really looked like he was sort of throwing it away. Oh, yeah, yeah it was yeah. just there was no chance. Like that's that's I felt like you just you gave yourself no chance there. If you throw underneath, it's not the best option, and you really should never throw underneath uh, when you need to get beyond the marker. But sure, but you're in the, just, you're you're, you're yeah. right though. You're in the exact same spot regardless. You're you're right at the same the same spot, <laughs> even a year uh, a yard deeper in. You know, it's just I I don't know the whole. The whole last sequence was crazy, and then when they get the when they get the ball back, first of all, the Kerry Williams penalty, or excuse me, Bradley Fletcher penalty was absolutely ridiculous. First of all, I thought the the refing on both sides was horrendous. Um, oh yeah, shout out to that one white guy from Reddit who wanted us to cover the refs. Oh hey yeah, well thanks for listening, but um, but yeah, I mean like the, it was refing was terrible. Besides that. So they, you know, they get that penalty, and then was the first play the you know quick 
quick out to Sproles for minus 10 yards or what, five yards, whatever it was? Was that the, was I think that the, the first play? I think the first play was a holding penalty. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's then right. it was it was first and twenty. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, yeah. What yeah. a what a time to be alive. Yeah, I mean it's just um, that whole thing was a mess. Nick Foles ends twenty one for forty three, one hundred ninety five yards, two interceptions. One that really I don't know doesn't really count, but it's on the stat sheet. McCoy ten for seventeen again. Macklin five for sixty eight. 22 was his long. Uh, I just don't know. It, I, the Rams are coming up next week, but it's just, it doesn't, nothing feels good. Uh, even if they won this game, there's questions, and Dan Klochner brought this up, of them being total frauds. Because it's it's the worst, one of the worst 4-0. This isn't like a 2004 Super Bowl 4-0 feel like, oh, dude, we can pump our chests. We're awesome. Uh, the good thing is, that the NFC doesn't look too dominant either, but there's just so many things to fix here, and I'm not really sure what the first thing should be. I think getting every, the offensive line healthy will will help. Lane Johnson coming back will help, but uh, what are you expecting going forward here, bud? I mean, this is um, this is terrible. So we had actually had a, a question on Reddit about this. Uh, they wanted to know what the O line would look like next week. I actually think the future looks a little bit brighter. Uh, we have Lane Johnson coming back. We have Todd Harriman's moving back to right guard. Um, so we're going to see David Mulk at center. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to play at left guard, but I'll be a lot happier having, you know, a, like one starter in the middle than none, like yeah. we saw today. I think that yeah. might help a lot with just not getting everything absolutely obliterated uh, coming up the middle. But um, uh, I think that uh, I think the, the future looks a little bit brighter. Lane Johnson coming back is going to be huge. Matt Tobin maybe getting more of the rust knocked off. Uh, and I assume he'll be the guard. Yeah. Uh, and and David Mulk, who I think was all right today. I'll say that he give him emphatic okay, yeah, sure. Todd Harriman's not so much, unfortunately. Todd, I... Bad game from Todd. Yeah, Todd's been very up and down, like, for two years now. Yeah. I like I like Todd a lot. He's a, it seems like he's a kind of a goofball or whatever, but very up and down. And, and he can move well for a guy that size, but... Uh, I think I think the future looks bright. I think we're going to see uh, going to see progress. Hey, hey, progress is good. I tell you what, I, uh, some shout out progress to uh, yeah, Cedric Thornton. I thought I had a pretty solid game. Bo Allen, I thought looked really good. Ben Benny Logan looked great. Fletcher Cox looked awesome. He had some really good plays at some point. Yep, um, Trent looked really good. Uh, yeah, Trent uh, had some good plays. Connor, I thought played okay. Uh, Carry was Carry. Bradley Fletcher was Bradley Fletcher. Like it's just. Uh, you know, the um, is that ever going to change, Brandon? I know we've talked about that kind of, at, you know, at nauseum for the last week and a half, but do you look at this and go, okay, Brandon Boykin has to start on one of the outside spots. It just has to happen. Well, he was actually banged up today, so that so, so that makes... Well, even so, case, I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah, that makes the case even harder, because I don't even think he was 100% when he came back into the game. I think uh, he had a hamstring injury. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's... Hundred percent. You know, carry is carry. It's just you know he is what he is, and they're they're just they're not going to sit him because he's honestly he's owed I think six and a half this year. They're yeah, not going to just sit a guy who's making no. I mean like right now he's being you know he's making like six mil right now. They're just not going to sit that guy because they're not going to let six and a half million go to waste in their eyes on the bench. And yeah, Kerry will be gone at the end of the year because they're going to save six and a half by cutting him. So really, you just have to live with him for now, as hard as that can be. Uh, you know, it's just to me, I can't even. I really just can't even criticize the defense at all almost today, because I really just, yeah. you know, feel like they played above 
where or they, or they played just as good as they needed to be. And especially in this team, you know, the defense just never is going to be. I say this all the time. They're never going to be Seattle. They're just not no. going to be a top defense, especially with the be. way this off. And it shouldn't be that way because the, the identity of this team is an offense that runs the ball well. And that's just something they haven't been doing. So if the defense, you know, if the defense only gives up 21 points, I mean, that's really not, you know, it's really hard for me to get on them. It's really hard oh, for sure. me to get on Kerry, even though he needs to be better. Now, I'll say this. Looking forward, since you asked about, you know, the yeah. the, the, the forward outlook here, you know, I, the sky isn't falling. You know, obviously they lose, but there's still one no in the NFC East, which is very important. Uh, you know, they're still first in the division, just given the fact that they have a tiebreaker over the Cowboys, even though it looks like the Cowboys are going to beat the Saints here. Uh, you, you know, they get a win next week. They're four and one, and you know that's looking pretty good. And then they they have the Giants the week after that. You know, maybe they're four and two or uh, five and one headed into the bye. And really, that's not bad at all. You know, I think you brought up how Dan said they're frauds. You know, I really don't get that sense. I mean, the special teams is legitimately good. Uh, the defense, you know, Malcolm Jenkins is legitimately good. You know, these aren't just fluke interceptions. There are concerns, but you know, I I can't say the sky is falling yet. Yeah, I I don't. Um, I mean, I don't I don't fully agree with Dan either. But I, I, they may make some good points. I I just don't think that it's it's not a the, everything's not clicking again. I feel like it's almost deja vu from last year. Last year there was there was you know bright spots and all that stuff, and then later on in the season it just kind of started clicking on all cylinders. Um, it just and I and I tweeted this out during the game. I mean, if that special teams and defense and the offense all click like that, it's a very dangerous, scary team. I I just don't know when it's all going to come together here, and that I think that's what makes me the most worried about all this stuff. It's just it, it, there is no way. There's no way you should just be offensively dead like that. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Would Matt? Would you agree that that's probably worse? than Dallas last year. Yeah, I think the Dallas I think this is much worse than the Dallas game. In the Dallas game, we had all the the ups and downs of Nick Foles wasn't really the starter. He was still a second year player. Uh, you know, he just had been working with this coach for just a handful of months. Uh, you know, we don't know. Now Nick Foles, he's supposed to be he's supposed to be here we go, progressing. We're supposed to have seen a little bit more out of him at this point. And and I just don't think we're seeing it. Um, so I think that this game definitely has me a lot more worried than the Dallas game did last year. Uh, even though uh, the Dallas game was a division game, I do think that and, and that ended up, you know, they ended up forcing us to have to play at all um, in that last game against Dallas. I uh, I still think this is more concerning. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's going to be interesting going forward. Um, you know, you, uh, a bunch of you guys checked in as well. Um, uh, our good friend uh, Anthony DeBona. My studs, entire defense except Kerry Williams, uh, Jeremy Macklin, and duds Kerry Williams in the entire offense except for Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, I mean, that uh, that pretty much sends it up. Um, uh, the uh, Zip Squad Jihad checking in also saying, I do want to see the secondary look better and push our defensive line. Uh, got outset. Uh, was very encouraging, though. Some of the flags were ticky-tack, but uh, uh, we're on the road. The fumbles are concerning, and the play calling was baffling. I don't know if it was necessarily baffling either, just towards the end there. Um, uh, Angelo Gieski, I apologize if I'm uh, 
uh, uh, mucking that up. A tough, tough, tough loss. But they're uh, with Cooper drop away from winning all that game. And Chip, I trust they'll rebound next uh, rebound next week. I hope they do. Uh, BLG just looking ahead a little bit to the Rams game. Um, or your expectations there, if there are any right now? I think they can get back on track. Uh, I think they've won, I think it's six or seven straight at home. I think they do look better at home. I think if this game was at home today, maybe they win. I don't know. Maybe they, they do look a little better. Maybe maybe they're not in a hotel where the fire alarms are going <laughs> off think, at 2.30 a.m. in the morning. I think we found the culprit. Mm-hmm. By mm-hmm. the way, <laughs> it was Dion Lewis. Dion Lewis. Yeah, it was Dion Lewis. Um, no, I can't blame it on that. But anyway, uh, you know, like I said earlier, you win that game, you're four and one, and then you got the Giants, and then you have a bye week. So you know, they they could easily go into the bye week with a winning record, which is you know all said and done, a pretty good thing. Yeah. Well, next week I can see. I mean, I say this every week, but this is a team that could easily put up forty points on whoever the heck they want. Um, we just got to see. We got to see some growth. I mean, we got to see something's got to give, right? We thought we thought we had it. Maybe we didn't. We have to. We have to see. We have to see them start playing better. Yeah. Um, I uh, I like what the defense is doing, and I think that I think the defense is going to feast off of a surprisingly bad Rams offensive line. I think they're going to feast off of whatever sort of a cardboard cutout they're throwing at a quarterback. I think that it's <laughs> going to be. I think that the defense is going to give the offense lots of chances, and I don't see any reason why the offense shouldn't take advantage of them. Just do it, you know. Come on, guys. This yeah, is bad. Like I don't like this. Yeah. So it's a it's a definitely a weird feeling today. It's just um it's it's and it's not only that oh you know yeah it's just one loss get over that it was on the west coast blah blah blah, blah whatever all that stuff it's just the, because it was right there it was all right there three and one's fine four and zero is better and getting Lane Johnson back and kind of getting healthy and trying to figure out other things out it goes as it goes along I mean. Next week, just to contain uh, Brian Quick and, uh, you know, Zach Stacy, whoever the hell they're throwing out there, and hopefully they can rebound from this at home and uh, hopefully uh, cure all these diseases here. But uh, we are fueled by Duncan Philly, and we uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us here on BGN episode radio number 52. I'm sure there'll be uh, plenty more hot takes and all that good stuff coming up next week. Thank you so much for me, John Barchard, for uh, Matt Daring, and, of course, for the Hefe himself, Mr. Brandley Gowton. Thank you for listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. 